everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. This is the podcast. If you serve, volunteer, or an employed in any type of ministry, this is your podcast. Listen, the last podcast I talked about, I really kind of shared my heart on burnout. And, and, and the way that that happens is we begin to cross boundaries and we begin to run and minister and do life at a deficit. And so I, I wanted to pick up on this podcast. You might can even call it Burnout Part 2, but really the title of this one is Setting Ministry and Life Boundaries. This is, a uh, uh, man, this is something, it's just done so wrong. And then it's so miscommunicated in ministry. So many people take things out of context, both in a good and bad way. Setting the right boundaries, uh, some people do it very poorly. Some people do it for selfish reasons. I've seen leaders who have overworked their people. I've seen people who said, you know, I'm setting some boundaries, and they barely do anything at all with their lives. There, and so I want to bring some clarity into this. And, uh, and I've got a lot of experience in this since I, I, I have been serving at the ministry since, I don't know, I was 10 or 11 years old. I was serving. I have, I, I've now been employed 25 years at the ministry where I work. I have done this wrong a lot. I've done it right a lot. And I've seen it a lot. And so I've got some pretty simple things to say. And listen, knowing how to set that proper balance in ministry and in life helps neither suffer. It helps both grow. It's important. It's important. And we want to do that right. Listen, and uh, I told you last podcast, I was talking about burnout. You know, we give so much that we end up at a deficit. And that's because we don't set the proper boundaries. You know, boundaries are lines we're not supposed to cross. You know, I have a boundary line like with my neighbors. I, I, don't, I don't have the right to be in his yard. It's my yard. You know, my yard's over here. His yard is over there. There's a boundary. There's also boundaries of safety. Don't cross this line. You know, there's high voltage ahead. I, I, I do broadcast television work, and it tells you, hey, don't go up X amount of feet on this tower. Once you do, you're starting to get into some unseen RF radiation that can literally cook you, literally warm your body up and cook you. And, and uh, there's a reason that boundary is there, to keep you safe keep you safe. And that is where we want to go today to look at drawing the right boundaries so we are not selfish and we are also not neglecting. Because it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's tricky. And I, let me tell you right now, you're going to get it wrong sometimes. Don't worry about that. You're going to pick up the pieces. You're going to move forward. You don't want to always get it wrong. We're going to help you do that. But just know this. You're not going to do it perfect. You're not going to do it perfect. And this this podcast, honestly, is going to be a little more of what you would consider a traditional podcast. I don't know that it's going to be that long. I've got three points to go through. So I have three boundaries that you have got to get right in your life. You've got to set these boundaries. Okay, and probably if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know what I'm going to say the first one is. you got to set a boundary for your personal relationship with God. Listen, in the Bible, we see this all over the place, but let me just give you an example. Jesus ministered all day. He had preached all day. He fed 5,000 people. They'd been there for a while. He sent the disciples away, sent the people away. And in Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, it says this, after he had sent them away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
This is not the only time God spent time, Jesus spent time alone. Uh, if you look at, at all through the Bible, spending time with God was a big deal. In, in in the in um, you know back in the day with Moses, Moses spent time and prayed. He spent time with God. Joshua spent time with God. You got Daniel chapter six. You know they, they put him in the lions den. Daniel and the lions. They threw him in there. Why? Because they knew he prayed three times a day every day. And they said, Hey, there's a law against praying. We're just gonna go to Daniel's house. We know what he does. He prays three times a day. And I asked this question. I asked this question at the beginning of the last podcast. When's the last time you had a memorable, significant spiritual moment by yourself at home alone, just you and God? Let me tell you, those should not be weeks apart. They should not, I'm going to be honest here, they should not even be days apart. You should be able to have memorable, excellent, joyous blessing experiences with God every day, every day. Now, listen, when I say that, that's probably going to inspire a lot of condemnation in people. Listen, condemnation and conviction are two different things. Conviction is the light, the good things of God, saying, I know you're in darkness, quit it and come out of that. Come up to better living. Conviction is fine. Condemnation is saying, is the darkness talking? Saying because of what you've done, because of your past, you have no right to the light. The condemnation we throw out. If what I said convicted you, saying, Chad, I don't leave that way. Don't get condemned. Don't get condemned. Just say, I'm going to live a different way. I've got the podcast, the very first podcast. I talk about it all the time. I may actually mention it every single podcast episode. Podcast number one talks about spending time with God. One of the ways you know if you're having a thriving relationship with God is one, there ought to be some memorable experience to it. You ought to have something there you can talk about. If somebody says, Chad, man, what's been going on with you and God? I don't talk about what happened three weeks ago. I talk about what happened that day, what happened the night before. I'm telling you, there's always something going on between me and God. It is a thriving relationship. And it does not start overnight. Okay, your first date is not the same as your 20th year of marriage. If you've never been on a date, that may not make sense to you. But uh, anyway, your first date is not the same as your 20th year of marriage. The relationship grows as long as you continue in it. Okay, I don't have, I, I'm not going to take the time to talk about all the aspects of having a relationship with God, but that counts for reading your Bible purposefully and intentionally, not just reading your reading plan for the day, but to stop on these verses and say, what should I be saying about this? Open your Bible with the intention of learning who God is and who you are to him, who he is to you. Okay? You need to open your Bible with it. You need to begin to pray. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Take time to pray for others. Pray for your church. Pray for the leaders around you. Take time to minister to others through your prayer life. Selfishness plays a major role, a major essential role in a successful relationship with God. And you've got to draw those boundaries correctly and get into that correctly. Otherwise, you're going to lose it. You see, that personal relationship with God, it is where it is the root system from which you draw all life. Okay? He is the vine. 
You are the branch. The branch gets its life from the vine. If you are going to bear fruit, because the branch is what bears fruit, not the tree trunk, okay? The branch bears fruit. If you're going to bear fruit, you've got to get life in you. The boundary you're going to have to protect is you're going to have to spend time with God. I used to do this in many different ways. and It's pretty much my practice that I'm always up several hours early, uh, most of the time before the sun comes up, spending time with God. Now, that's how I do it. doesn't mean that's how you need to do it. That's just how I do it. Some people spend time with God in 15, 20 points during the day or five points during the day. Some people have one long moment with God in the morning and then interact with him through the day, which is kind of how I do. I'll pray a little bit walking down the hall at the office or, or walking between buildings, just thanking God, worshiping God, thinking about God. But I have a time where God and I spend time alone, and that's important. Let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with spending some time with God while you're driving to the gym. There's nothing wrong with your waiting in the line at the bank or, or at the fast food uh, place. Take some time and pray and worship God. Nothing wrong with those things at all. Spend some time worshiping God while you're in the shower. You know the acoustics sound great in there anyway while you're singing. So there's nothing wrong with that. But if those are your only moments, these small appetizer, these small bite-sized moments with God, you're missing some deep connection. You need to block out personal, undistracted, set alone time with God. Just you and Him. And I'm just, I'm just telling you. Put it this way. Let me do this. If you spend 15 minutes a day with your spouse every other day, is that going to lead to a great marriage? The answer is no, it's not. I've been married now for uh, 24 years. It's absolutely great. But my wife and I spend a lot of time getting to know each other, a lot of time together by ourselves. In fact, at night, even though my kids are older and live in the house, my daughter just graduated college. My son's about to graduate high school. They still uh, live at home. I kicked them out of the living room. So listen, you've got, Go to your rooms. See you guys later because I'm about to sit here alone with my wife. My wife and I are going to have this time. It's just for us. I've been doing that for 15 years. Just me and her together, no one else. And we do it every single day. I protect that boundary. It's important. Listen, I don't have time to get into everything I'd love to say about spending time with God. To tell you the truth, we could talk about it for like six hours, and I'd never come up short. I just love having a relationship with God. It's amazing. Listen, second boundary, second boundary right here. You're going to have to guard this family. You got to protect family. You cannot serve 24 hours a day. Let me give you, uh, well, let me, let me first say this. First Timothy chapter 4, I'm um, chapter 4, huh. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 4. This is what it says, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, the first thing they need to learn is this, to show their devotion to God by taking care of their own family. Listen, it's important. Later on in this chapter, 1 Timothy 5, 8, everyone should take care of all their own people. Most important, they should take care of their own family. If they do not do that, then they do not accept what we believe. They are worse than someone who does not even believe in God. Listen, family matters. 
And I know the Bible says he who gives up family and lands and will end this life reap. And, and, and you know, there's some things in the Bible that can get misconstrued. Okay. And so let me, this, this is one of those areas where we really can fall off the side into the ditch. Either we don't want to be in the ditch on either side. We don't be overworking and neglecting our family. And we don't want to do so much with our family that we neglect serving ever giving of ourselves to others. We want to stay in the middle of the road, in the right. And this is one of the couple of things I want to bring out in this. You know, there was a time when I, I, I've been real busy and, and, uh, and it was difficult on my family. I didn't draw all the right boundaries. I'll give you a good example. We were doing three services a week at church, Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday. I'm also a part of two bands, two different bands, so we're doing Sunday, we're doing Wednesday, we're doing Saturday, we're doing band practice Tuesday and band practice Thursday. Let me just tell you something, that's too much. That's too much. At that point, my kids were young and I was fortunate that my wife did not work. So she took care of a lot of, of things around the house so that I could do that kind of stuff. But there were people on that team who both had 40 hour a week jobs and their kids were in school. Let me just tell you something, they needed to not be there. It cost them cost them things in their lives. And it cost me even in that moment, even though my wife wasn't working, it was costly on us. Listen, you can't be at church every night of the week and have a 40 hour a week job. It's just not going to be possible. Now, listen, if you're single, you should be. I was one of the lines I did not draw when I first got married is, is a man, listen, I worked and then I did, and then I volunteered and man, I was at the church constantly, had no problem with it, but I was single. Who, you know, what's it matter? going to bed at midnight, waking up at eight in the morning, and I am not stopping from sun up to sundown. No problem. But then I got married, and then I had a daughter, and I didn't really change much of that lifestyle. The first year or two of my daughter being born, I should have been different. Things should have been different, and they did get different later on. Thanks so much to my wife, for sticking it out and uh, and helping me see some see some light there and get some things changed. By the way, side note, that change began in a home Bible group. Change in my life. Yeah, small groups are important. They're a big deal. They're a great ministry opportunity to be a part of one if your church has them. Anyway, you've got to begin to guard those lines. You've got to protect that family. Here's a couple of practical things that people do, problems that I've seen. All right, uh, 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 you know, real world examples. There's a season in, in, in our particular ministry, I work at a church. And so we have these things that come up during the year that we always know are coming. They're big deals. It's kind of an all hands on deck kind of things. You know what I don't do then? I don't schedule my vacations for then. I actually know people in our church, essential to our ministry, volunteers and stuff that are in, heavily involved. They'll know that we have one of these moments coming up and they'll schedule vacation to leave town for a week. And they go, Chad, what is it not important? I'm, their family's not important. I'm just saying, yes, family's important, but so is ministry. Both are important. A, a, a good example today, I, I was thinking about just, just this morning, I, I, I think I, it's time that my wife and I take a couple of days off and, and just do something, her and I, take a weekend off. And so I was, as I was thinking about it, the, the next thought that came to mind is, let me get out my work calendar because there is a way I can spend this quality time with my wife and not neglect work. There's a way to do them both. 
Now, sometimes you've got poor leadership that doesn't know how to draw lines, and they'll just let you work yourself to death. I have seen it. I have watched it happen in people's lives very rarely in the ministry where I serve because we have great leadership, very rarely. But even then, we don't try to, but we have crossed the lines here too. Now, listen, that's just one little example. Let me give you another one. There was a season we went through, we were building some new buildings in the ministry, and I play a large role in that at the time just because of my particular job and the different skill sets I have concerning construction and stuff. And so there was a year I didn't work less than 55 hours a week outside of church the entire year. I didn't hardly go to the gym. Before that, I was working out four and five days a week. I didn't hardly go. I, bet, I think I counted up. I went to the gym 14 times in 12 months. It was a very busy season, but let me tell you something. It was a season. Sometimes seasons are long. Sometimes they are short. My wife and I went into that season knowing what was coming. And let me tell you what I didn't do. I didn't get off work and then go to the gym and then go hang out with my buddies. I went straight home to spend time with my wife. And on the weekends, if I wasn't busy, I was at home with my family as much as I could be. And it was a season. Now, let me tell you, God honored that season. It was important. Oh, this is good right here. My ministry needed me at that point. And I was happy to serve. God bless that. My family, my kids, they love God, that we love each other. We have a great relationship together. They didn't suffer. Let me tell you something. If there's not joy and peace in your home, You've got a boundary problem, okay? It may be that you're not bringing gospel into your home. It may be that you're not bringing your relationship with God into your home. It may be that you're allowing your children to cross wrong boundaries. It may be that you're allowing your spouse to cross some wrong boundaries. Listen, no spouse is perfect. My wife has corrected me many times, and I've corrected her, and I accept that correction. She's accepted mine. That's why we have a great relationship. Nobody's perfect. Side note. You know what the back of your head looks like because you got a mirror. You know why? Because everybody has a blind spot in their life that you can't see without help. That's why you need a mirror if you're trying to fix the back of your hair. Or if you're bald, maybe just make sure somebody didn't draw you know, a sharpie smiley face on the back of your head. But what I'm saying is everybody's got a blind spot that you need help with. Don't, don't get fussy about correction. Anyway, back to talking at family. If there's not peace, if there's not joy, if there's not understanding... Uh, going on in your family, life, good life, you need to reevaluate some boundaries. You understand me? You go through seasons. It is not reasonable. I got a friend of mine right now. God bless this man. Oh my gosh. He just had twins and he was a member. He is a member of our band and he hadn't been on stage in a while. No brother. I do not blame him. He owns his home business. He just had twins. And we were talking the other day. He's like, Chad, I had no idea how much of an adjustment it was going to make. I was like, brother, nobody does. When you start with one child, your first child is just one. You don't know how much of adjustment, much less the two. My goodness. And he's like, Chad, I've had to reevaluate my entire marriage, the way I'm, my wife and I relate to each other because of the twins. I was like, yeah, yeah, you are, brother. Listen, it's okay. It's okay that he steps, he just had newborns, okay? 
It's difficult. You go through seasons, and it's right. But you also need to know that your gifts and what you have to offer your ministry are exceptionally important. Do not neglect ministry. And the wisdom of God, spending time with God will help you draw the right lines. But if you just want to be practical, first of all, in your relationship with God, your boundaries are not right if it's not thriving. Second of all, in your family, your boundaries are not right if it's not thriving. It ought to be full of life, joy, laughter, good things. If your family's falling apart, you should probably spend some more time in prayer and with your family. So that's that's the most I'm going to say about that third area. And listen, this one, I, I, I mean, all of them, people get off, but I think this one, I don't even think people consider this next one, and it's rest. You need to draw a boundary around rest. Now, that doesn't mean taking a nap and going to sleep, although sometimes, sometimes it does. It really means taking some time to enjoy life. I don't think people do that enough. Listen, Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. You guys have probably heard this one. It says, God finished the work he was doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from his work. Verse 3, God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day. He made it special because on that day, he rested from all his work he did while creating the world. Listen, there is a reason why. God Almighty set the example of putting work on Paul's. Stop. He stopped it, sectioned out an entire block of time to rest. Now, rest, again, does not necessarily mean taking a nap. But here's a, here's a great example. I asked this on the last podcast Later on this afternoon, this is ha- this happens to be a Saturday. The day I'm recording this is a Saturday. Later on this afternoon, I have zero planned. When I get done recording this podcast, I'm going to edit some up and, and do some stuff and, and go ahead and post this one that you're hearing now. And then I'm going to stop. And I'm going to put my laptop up. I'm going to find where my wife is. She and my daughter are running around doing something. And I'm just going to go hang out. I may take the dog for a walk, may take a nap, may watch a movie, may go find my wife and spend the next three hours looking for a bathroom rug. And you're like, Chad, it takes you three hours? Nope. But I'm just going to go slow, hang out with my wife with zero agenda and no to-do list. I'm not going to respond to every time my phone buzzes. I'm not going to be jumping on Facebook and Instagram. I'm just going to stop and enjoy life. Do you realize that God created life to be enjoyed? Friends, when's the last time you had nothing on your agenda? And let me tell you something just for my own personal life. I have blocks of that time every single week. Every single week. I have a good six, eight hours of time with nothing in it. I refuse to fill it. Very rarely do I fill it. Very rarely. Generally, it's on the weekends, and I will travel out of town and go to other churches and, and do some things on the weekends. I, I, I do consulting work and some other stuff, and generally, I take my wife with me, and we drive. Could fly. No, just going to drive. Just going to sit. 
I'm going to listen to a little music, listen to a little worship, listen to nothing at all, listening to some preaching, talk about this and that, goof around a little. I'm going to make a two and a half hour drive, a three and a half hour drive, because I'm going to stop at a restaurant, sit down and eat and just take my time. Just relax. For some, I mean, for some of you, that's probably impossible to do. It really is. I'm just telling you, if you cannot stop moving and just sit still and enjoy life and enjoy the people in your life, there's an issue. You don't need a to-do list. You don't need to plan everything out. Just enjoy it. And so I, I offer these three areas to you, those three areas, spending time with God, guarding your relationship with your family so that you don't serve so much that you neglect them, but you don't neglect the ministry and be lazy and not use your gifts. That's a, that's a boundary. Third is personal rest. You've got to take time for you. Take time and enjoy. Take a few days off and go do something. Take a few days off and, and, and do this. Go somewhere with someone. Listen, get up a group of people and spend half the day together. Go to the movies and after the movies, go get something to eat. And you're like, Chad, is such a waste of time. Yes, you need to go waste some time. You think it's a waste. It's actually refreshing your soul, refreshing your emotions. Get out from under the burden. I had a friend of mine. Last thing I'm going to say here, I had a friend of mine. His wife and him were going through some things. His kids were very unruly and undisciplined. This guy was always on call at work, working about 10 to 12 hours a day, six days a week. And I was like, listen, man, you've got to quit this. You have nothing, everything, everything you are is going to work. And if you don't have good leadership, or in this case, if you don't have a good boss, they are more than, more than happy to take your life from you to build their own. And that happens. You've got to learn to draw boundaries. And let me tell you, if you're in a ministry that's causing you, pressuring you to cross boundaries, I'm going to say this, leave. Leave now. Your future counts. Because otherwise, you're going to get over into the last episode I did into burnout, which eventually causes you to walk away from the ministry and often causes you to walk away from God altogether. Listen, don't let anybody in these boundaries. The ministry does not have a right to your personal time with God, nor does serving and volunteering have a right to your time with your family. You give that time as your heart leads, as your heart leads, <clears throat> as your heart leads you. Give of your time. Okay, God asks you to give, but never more than you have, never more than you should be giving. He asks you to give what you have to give. And if it's a required in some other area, he's not asking you to give that. Okay? So there we go, guys. Drawing proper boundaries. All right? It's not easy. It's not easy to do sometimes. Sometimes you've got to have some honest conversations with leadership. 
It does change those boundaries move sometimes, not your personal relationship with God, but how much time is with your family, how much time you have to rest. You go through seasons. There's many different ways to look at it. But if you got the first boundary in place, spending time with God, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on how to draw the others, when to move the line, when to hold the line. He'll show you. And that's what you want. Listen, that's all I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, let me know. Ministrystaffpodcast.com is the website. Or you can email me, ministrystaffpodcast at gmail.com. I want to know your thoughts, your comments, love mail, hate mail. I read it all. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on our Facebook page, which is really just getting up and going. I wanted to get a certain episode, certain amount of episodes down before I really got those going. And that's it. Subscribe to the podcast, tell somebody about it, and I will talk to you again. Mm -hmm.